Tip Today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, fuck on. Your Peugeot car or van might benefit from a free software upgrade. For more information and to find out if this applies to your vehicle, call the lads in Slattery's Garage, fuck on on 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Thanks, Sheila. Welcome back to uh, Tip Today. Um, Gary was on to us from Tipperary and he says, uh, good morning, Fran. The worst thing anybody can say to you after losing a dog is it's only a dog. Oh, I know, Gary, that is so annoying indeed. In fact, big reaction to that conversation about the uh, bereavement and the grieving you feel when you lose uh, a pet. Um, dear God, Fran, we've all been uh, truly heartbroken with the loss of a pet it's so hard but come on time off work and counselling it's just bonkers absolutely nuts do you know I don't I I think you're wrong about that I think you're wrong about that because I've known people um, who have grieved profoundly uh, following the loss of a pet and it can have just as much an effect as losing uh, a loved one I think so if they choose to you know, a veil of counselling and whatever, sure, isn't that, isn't that up to themselves? If it fixes them, if it helps them as well. Fran, I lost my dog of 14 years and what kills me is that she was dead when I came home from work. Oh, you poor dog. And uh, I wasn't with her to hold her at the time. Somebody else telling me that uh, we lost our dog last September. We were never as upset. Uh, some Another listener saying, I lost my wife. On the 28th of February in 2020, and I lost my best friend and buddy, my golden retriever as well, on the 17th of March in 2022, and I'm still heartbroken and devastated. And I'm sure Christmas will be uh, another milestone for you where that is concerned. So we'll, we'll be, our thoughts are with you, as they say. Only three, three double one, double three, double one. And, uh, uh, the uh, you can uh, speak to Emma on eighteen hundred nine three eight double o seven. Of course, we're always delighted to hear from you. Now I'm delighted to be joined by Muriel Cuddy, CEO of Marita uh, eighty twenty. Good morning to you, Muriel. Good morning, Fran. And good to see you today as well. Taking on too much and all of that. Um, mm. Yeah, what about it? Are we all doing it? I think we are. You know, it's funny. You know, you were talking about dogs there a minute ago. Just something yeah. came to mind about how upsetting it is for people. We had two big huskies at home, don't ask me, I think Siberian and Alaskan Husky or whatever, but the Siberian Husky got shot probably about two and a half years ago now, right? Yeah, not even going to go into that now. The upset was so much over at the time because I've got all the kids. But didn't the other, my daughter was convinced because they were her dogs, but she was convinced the girl dog was grieving massively for the other dog that got killed uh, to the extent she lost so much weight that they actually thought there was something wrong. Uh, She was trying to get her pregnant and she couldn't. There were so many different things. And she only came to when she had the next litter of pups. We got another dog and she had litter of pups or whatever and she came to. But they actually felt the dog was grieving grieving, massively for about 12 months. Yeah, they couldn't. She didn't. They said she didn't smile, the kids. So even when we went, went for a walk, said she's still not smiling, ma'am. Look, she's still whatever. So they were adamant, yes. Isn't, Isn't that, that funny? I'm sure other people yeah. have the same experience, but yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure it does happen yeah. because, you know, our bond with them is absolutely in- incredible. Mm. Um, we are taking on too much, Muriel. We're driving ourselves nuts, aren't we? Yeah, and you know, isn't it this time of the year? Yeah. And burnout and all the different bits and pieces and, you know, the desire to have control over everything. Yeah. We spoke about tidy desks and tidy houses and... Me being a disaster, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for everyone, isn't it like, as parents and I suppose as mothers especially, you literally think nobody can do it as good as yourself. Yeah. So like you try to do all the work and everything, nobody can do the shop because you're not going to get the right stuff, which is actually true, like the men aren't mm. going to bring 
the right stuff home most of the time. But even as in relation to cleaning the house, emptying a dishwasher, cooking a dinner, all the different things for the next three weeks, how much are we going to take on that we can't delegate, that mm. we can't say to somebody, listen, can you do that? Or how many times can we learn to say no? Because that's one of the things, because when you say yes, yes, you say yes in the initial and you're like, oh my God, what am I after committing to? Mm. So be it like sideline stuff, you know, it could be charity stuff, it could be something at home, it could be a mother, it could be a sister. Can you mind the kids for the night? Yeah, I can. And then you actually realise, oh my God, I have 50 other things to do tonight. And when you say yes, and that dreaded feeling is there, um, it makes you nearly feel sick and anxious and stressed. Of course stress. it does, yeah. And people are afraid to say no, Fran. But you know, when you actually get used to saying no, that you start prioritising different things for yourself, the initial no is really hard. Mm. But when you actually get used to it and you're very confident in your no, I'm sorry, I can't, or don't even say the sorry, mm. because why are you sorry? You're not. They've yeah. asked for your time. And you just can't do it. And you yeah. just can't do it. It's no, I can't do it. The person goes away, you know, they're gone. Mm. And you feel very happy with yourself that you've actually said no and you've gained that time back for yourself, you know. So, yeah, we've got to get it right and start prioritising. And I think women are, 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 you know, more culpable here in that they take Mm. on too much, particularly at Christmas. Now, guys, leave it to them. You know, whether it's the gifts or the food and the meal and all all of that kind of stuff. That is Well, you don't ask for help. That's Mm. one of the things. And we want perfection. And we have this idea that Christmas needs to be perfect. Mm. And if we don't do it, it won't be perfect. But what is perfection? Mm. Because things happen anyway, right up to Christmas and through Christmas. And we never get that anyway, do we? So I think you have to take the step back because if you don't, you're going to be sick. Mm. That's one of the things. And you don't realise burnout is there or you don't realise how miserable you feel until you're so anxious, say you've committed to a night out. And like three or four days before the night out, you feel sick. Like, why did I say I'd go and I can't go? And how do I get out of it? And these thoughts are all going around your head for maybe two days beforehand. You shouldn't feel like that. Mm. Like, we should be able to be socially and emotionally with it, that we can actually go and enjoy things. You know, we should be able to commit to a night out and say, yes, I'll go and I'll really enjoy that. Or go to a match the kids are playing or go to the Christmas concert. Like, I know already in my world, there's one Christmas concert I haven't been at and there's another Christmas concert I need to get to. And already I'm even anxious about how do I fit just something as simple as that in. You and know, you're running a business as well. Run the business. Yeah. You have all the kids and all the bits and pieces. So it's about, again, that prioritising thing. But I did stress an awful lot more. And when I got sick that time a couple of years ago, it made mm-hmm. me realise, what can I do or what do I do now in my world to stop a lot of that? So a lot of it is stepping in over the football boots and like maybe the dog... Mm dog of bag nuts inside the front door and not having the house perfect like I used to have to have every Christmas light perfectly positioned and every single thing where it needed to be and I'm not anymore Mm. I come in and I used to have to do two loads of washing there might be one or I might say to the boys you're on dishwasher you're on whatever and I'm on whatever How did you change yourself to come to this position then? I think you have to switch off from the bigger stuff. Yeah. And you know, even when I have the lads with me in the kitchen, I have to realise I cannot do perfection because I'm going to be sick. Mm. Can't do that. Even in the morning when I see 10 jobs when I'm going out the door, I have to leave them Mm. and say, right, they'll still be there when I come back. Mm. Or I might message and say, have those worktops clean or you're Mm. in trouble. Mm. Or, do you know, and they won't be clean, Fran, (laughs) but they'll be tidied. Yeah, I know. You never get the perfection. But if I don't actually start delegating and say to the lads, start doing things, I'm, I can't do it myself. It's 10 or 11 o'clock and you're falling into bed yourself and you're sick right. and you're, you know. And when you say you make yourself sick, what are you talking about there? I'm talking about that you actually make yourself sick, right? 
I, I was saying to you earlier on, we have a health screen at the minute or for the next couple of weeks coming through a clinic um, from one of the big companies or whatever in mm. town. And 100 people came through the screen in the last few days, right? I'm finding four out of five people have health markers that are in the wrong direction. Four out of five? Four out of five, yeah. And I thought after COVID and we were kind of getting back to normal that we'd come back to normal here. This isn't this isn't like an area as in nutrition and diet and alcohol and things like that might be some element of it. But people are stressed and anxious as in the overload of how much they have to do. And that's what you're finding time and time again as in I have work and I have this and I have that. When they sit into the chair, I say to them like, your liver markers are wrong. Why are they wrong? Or, you know, your cholesterol levels are wrong or your blood pressure is wrong. Blood pressure, so many people is wrong, Fran, that it's just actually scary. And when I go through it, it's like not prioritising themselves. They haven't got enough time. I didn't think to drink water. I didn't actually have a lunch. I didn't actually have whatever. That's one side. So some people live on coffee and when they're stressed and anxious, they turn to like no food. And then other people turn turn to like the emotional side of eating everything. Yeah, Yeah, literally. So when they go home at night and sit down, the only way to actually come down and switch off before bed is alcohol. So it's the vodka, it's the wine or whatever it is. And that's what's affecting like the liver, your liver enzymes, you know, the cells in the liver, Mm. we're finding they're wrong in people. And why are they wrong? Like it's not the alcohol side, like non-alcohol fatty liver is becoming a bigger and bigger issue right so that's eating the wrong food stuffs right. stress is the next one so if we're stressed and we're overdoing it what do we take if we have a headache well you're taking paracetamol you're taking nurofen or yeah. you're taking something along those lines mm. well then that affects the liver it's like all of these things either affect the gut or the liver which in turn are going to affect your health which makes you feel miserable which is the vicious cycle of start all over again so that's what I'm saying is try and take a step back so we've three weeks ahead can we make goals of the small medium and long term so what needs to be done today? So we all start thinking like, Lord, I've three weeks to go. I've so many things to do. That's three weeks down the line. Forget about it. Pull back a little and say, right, what can I do today? Can I actually go shopping today and buy this anti-stuff or do? Sorry. Can I actually go shopping today and do whatever? Yeah. Mm. Um, but if you can't do that today and you're working on whatever time tonight, well, then forget about it and put it on the list for Saturday or put it on the list for Sunday. You know, if we don't start making goals and writing things down, we are going to be in a yes. miserable place by Christmas Day. Yeah. And you don't have to be Nigella Lawson on Christmas Day either, do you? you I know? think simplify it. Yeah. I know if you're if you're the biggest thing about Christmas is family. Mm. And like that man that rang in there a minute ago yeah, like losing his wife and his pet and, he doesn't care yeah. what he has for he Christmas Day. Couldn't give a hoot, I'm no, sure. If you yeah. could bring bring that, you know. Yeah. And you do find that once you lose people. You know, the, the, the Christmas traditions change. I think traditions are more important that you actually create memories yeah. rather than what you're actually eating and that, you know. So, like, it doesn't really matter if it's a perfect roast potatoes and all the different bits and pieces, does it? It's who's around the table and who's with you. Yeah. So I think Christmas morning. But we as Irish people are good at that too, to be mm. honest, Fran. I think yeah. Christmas is about family, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. But the pressures are there and people put them on themselves as well, you know. But They do, but yeah. that's why we're sick. Yeah. And that's why we're feeling miserable and that's why we're taking all the wrong things to actually counteract it. I put a post up yesterday on Facebook about um, the liver um, and what we need to take and kind of rehab it as in take milk thistle and start taking it now yeah. and even with hydration levels like use your Himalayan salt and drink your two litres if you can and then have your alcohol if you want it and stuff like that but do the small stuff mm. behind the scenes to try and make It's interesting things. what you say about the over-the-counter medication though I mean many of us it's yeah. it's a daily ritual we take paracetamol or we take you know neurofen or we t- but mm. we do it every day they're poisons yeah they're po- and i i say it all the time literally like the neurofens in them they'll kill th- like the lining of your gut literally like where do the ulcers and all the different bits and pieces come from you know paracetamol is the same like the nexiums remember i said it last yeah, week yeah, like yeah. but you're just masking the symptoms yeah. so you if you have a headache where is it coming from 
do you know where it's coming from? Like so many people take paracetamol every day and they're dehydrated. Yeah. And I say it to him, like, it's your hydration levels. They'll say to him, Muriel, I feel miserable, I feel stressed, anxious, I'm not eating right, I wake in the morning at three o'clock, all you're these dehydrated. things. And I look at it and I'd say, not only are you dehydrated, but because you're eating the wrong foods at the wrong time of the day, your blood sugars are unstable, you've nothing, your water, your body is 70% water. Like a car is not going to run on 70% empty. So every single cell in our body is crying out for water. And if you're not hydrated enough, all of these things straight away will fall back into line. I had one man in yesterday, if he's listening, he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. He changed a few simple things like his hydration status and not eating high carb food in the evening time and he said to me Muriel I feel so much better he's pain up his right leg into his hip or whatever he said I can't believe the pain is gone he said I've been to the doctor I've been to two or three different places I've shaken neurofen and all the bits and I couldn't get rid of it he said the pain is actually gone in my leg and I'm feeling it and I'm tapping it and I can't understand why and I'm sleeping through the night and part of what he did was he's hydrating properly he's drinking the two litres of water and he's using the Himalayan salt and that in the water so he's getting his electrolyte balance right at this stage he's eating differently as in he's not eating the high carb foods at night so he's generous fish, salmon, veg things like that Mm. if he's still hungry when it comes to like 8 or 9 o'clock he's having wheat bix or porridge or maybe a slice of brown bread or something that's high fibre, you know, that'll sate him through the night and that. And he said, I'm sleeping. There's none of that roller coaster or whatever. So it's simple, simple stuff. Is it incredible? But still people have to come to you and get you to plan for them almost. Yeah, yeah so all the time. I think we're so busy we don't come out of our heads. Yeah. So I think it's the little help, especially with adults. Like we give mm. so much of ourselves to everyone else and the, the world is such a rat race at the minute. I had a girl yesterday like, and she said to me, Muriel, I know all of this. I do the organic farming. I have a catering business. Mm. So I actually know what to do. But she said, as you put it out here in front of me, you're actually making me take time for me. Mm. So you're putting a plan in place that's actually helping me. And she said, it's not the kids and it's not whatever. You're making me do it for me. So maybe that's the support side, Fran, that people just don't have the time. Maybe so. Or don't feel they deserve it. I don't know. It's interesting. I had a colleague years ago and she'd come in, open her bag in the morning, she'd take out Gaviscon, uh, she, she'd take out paracetamol, she'd take out cough lozenge and stuff. And that was before she took out her phone. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this was the daily ritual. Ritual. Yeah. Yeah, somebody said to me, do the, oh, day, the Red know, Bull as well. Well, somebody said they had two coffees in the morning time. Yeah. Um, and the coffees gave them a pain in their head. They knew that. So they took paracetamol after having the two coffees. Uh, and then at 11 o'clock it was time for food. But they felt they were able for food then by 11 o'clock because they had the coffee and they had the paracetamol. But they knew the coffee was... And, you know, I started laughing. I suppose I'm very empathetic and whatever with people mm. a lot of the time. But then other times I'm like, OK, now can we pull back now? <laughs> it's a kick in the backside. Yes, Actually think about what you're doing and think about whatever. And, you know, most of the time we're adults. We do actually know where we're going wrong. But then on the hydration status, people don't trend, to be honest. Don't, yeah, they no. actually look at the stats on the... And, do you know, it's something that I can't understand and I suffer from this myself is that, I mean, it's a simple thing, drink more bloody water, but for some reason or other we forget it or we, do. we don't bother. Or tea, or we, like this yeah. time of the year. Tea, soup, mm. any of those things that have fluid in them, yeah. just literally get it into us, yeah, but yeah. As, as, as much as possible. Yeah. Looking at the screen as well, it comes up now since you began talking to us about the, the famous injection for weight mm. loss and stuff. Um, we, we keep being questioned about it. Are you are you getting Yeah, so we're inundated literally, yeah. And we've only taken on what we can take on before Christmas, but January is literally nearly booked out at this stage. Right. And that again will tell you how many people out there are in trouble and how many people actually yes. feel they need a tool to get them to the next level. We've had people that are in tears, Fran. I mean in tears that I have never seen like in relation to the other side. Yes. That they've battled with this all their life and this is going to be 
you know, the, tur- the turning point that um, people just don't see them for who they are. They don't want to see Christmas, literally. Don't want to get dressed, don't want to see the kids, all the different bits and pieces. So for me, if a tool like the weight loss injection will work, that's brilliant. I suppose to be realistic and to manage people's expectations is a really big side of what we do. Yes. So of the people that we've seen, it does take about a month for it to bed in, for you actually to start seeing proper results. But we can see already four out of five people are responders. Maybe one might be a non-responder. There's 5% that it just won't work for. So we okay. have to manage expectations in relation to that too. Not very many, and even in the whole, you know, the overall whatever. But you do have to realise that when you have people coming through to say, listen, there is maybe... You right. Know, are there side effects that we should be aware the of? The only side effect really, and that's, that's coming back again and again, is the nauseousness. Mm. But when you're nauseous, it's actually working. So that's good. Right. It's not any harm to be nauseous, you know, because it's, it's it's supposed to regulate your appetite. It's supposed to, you know, dampen down everything, the satiety and all that is, is there. But it's working for the other people. So that's a massive thing to me. Again, for the other people that it's working on, there's a lot of work to do in relation to the education side. Yes. Because there are a lot of bad habits and there are a lot of issues around food and the emotional side because it's there so long. Mm. So that has to be worked on. So anyone that's just offered the injection or, you know, somebody said to me this morning, how much is that in Spain? Mm. You know, for me, that's not what it's about because that's the quick fix of the fat burners and everything that's right. been there for the last 15 years. Are you saying to years. me that potentially you could be eating very badly and not nutritiously and take this injection and lose weight? That's and, my and that, biggest That's going worry. to cause other that's, health problems. That's my biggest worry. Okay. I had somebody in yesterday that was very slim appeared really healthy in all the bits and pieces but everything was out of kilter as in cholesterol was like seven visceral fat levels like were heading into the red uh, that kind of thing but they were nearly underweight but their diet was literally like crossing some red bull so like that's not going to help it doesn't work like that like you've got to get the bigger picture of what you need to eat but it's easier to do it when you start in the injection you see because you're not hungry Okay. so that's the biggest thing you're not craving the sugar fran so if you can get the education piece done right Right. When you're on that. And you know the other concern, and somebody met me in a supermarket recently and asked me about this as well, it doesn't make you hate food. Sure it doesn't. No, not at all. No. You, you're just not hungry. You just feel sated. Yeah, you, so you, say you anyone that has been pregnant at yes. any stage, say in the women's side of things, you know what it's like to be pregnant. So there's times when you just can't, and especially the latter stages, you're so full, you just literally don't want food. So it doesn't change your, your um, what would you say, it doesn't change your relationship with food. Yes. Yes, of course, and you'll still walk through it and you'll you just you don't fancy the same things as you did before. Or the same amount. Or the same yeah. The amount yeah. definitely reduces. Yeah. And when you feel too full, which is like after like three or four bites, it's actually giving you an idea of what a portion size is like. Because sometimes people's portion sizes and definitely yeah. a lot of the time when they come into us, they just don't realise how much food you should actually be eating and sometimes it's a lot less, especially if you've got somebody like somebody on a Monday that was only five foot tall you know, and there were maybe four or five stone overweight. At five foot, if you're six foot tall, you're not going to see that weight. Right. But at five foot, like, there's of a big difference, you, are, yes. you know. Yeah. But, uh, um, Mary was on and said that uh, I've had a very, very stressful couple of months and uh, still going through it in the last week. But I've learned to ask for help, um, particularly this time of year. And everybody was offering me help when I asked. And uh, I thought I had to do it myself, but I don't. Maybe it's a control thing um, that I can do it better and I can do it better than the kids and stuff. But learning to ask for help is a lesson worth coming that's up with. Isn't that very good? That's goose pimples for me now because I just is think it? if anybody's listening to Mary, that's literally, we all want to help, don't we? Yeah. Literally. So yeah. just this morning, if you are drowning in everything, and you know even the monetary side of things and Christmas, Fran, oh God, yeah. that's such yeah. a worry for people, you know, but like... Borrowing and credit and borrow, cards yeah. and all of that. Yeah. And if you can't, don't do it like, and do mm. ask for help like, and if there are other ways outside the box that you can actually, you know, 
get ties or get whatever. Just stop. Mm. The worry is the biggest piece. That If you can just calm down and ask for help, mm. that for me is just... Just a final thing, and it's a conversation again that I was part of yesterday, um, that we might feel, oh, Christmas is coming, so I won't bother doing anything for the next few months or something because, you know, I'm going to like live it up for Christmas. What, what do you say? What do you say to that? That drives me mad Does because it? you know the way people <laughs> diet, up, diet to get into the Christmas dress? I don't, yeah. Or the lads now and the T-shirts and all the bits and pieces yeah. or whatever. But you're killing it before you start. Yeah. Like, um, anyone that goes on holidays, if you go on holidays for two weeks and you eat all wrong and drink all around you for two weeks, if you get back straight into the realm of where you need to be and eating mm. well the day you're back or the day after you're back that's only bloat that literally will go within the next week right. so you stand back up in the scales or whatever everything's back to where it needs to be it's the same for Christmas even from the week before Christmas say the 1920 mm. 20th you take your two full weeks until the 2nd of January say because it's mm. very hard New Year's Day and then you get back to normality that will go but if you're going to start early December expect to have a stone weight to lose like when you come to the 2nd of January because and that's hard it's too hard yeah. it's just not worth it and the 80 20 so, like, just even be good during the week mm. and do what you like on your nights out or your Friday, yeah, Saturday night yeah. or whatever. But on Monday morning, like, have your bottle of water and eat your porridge and your wheat picks. Mm. And you know if you start the day well, get your eggs or whatever it is, is into you in the morning time. Commit just to the breakfast. The rest of the day falls into line after that. Very good. Uh, by, by the way, just on the personal note, um, I'm having my porridge every morning with my blueberries, but I love bananas and I'm putting a banana in. Is that... Is that morning time's absolutely fine. Is that okay? Absolutely. And you know, yeah. bananas are full of like so many good vitamins and potassiums, potassium. Yeah, potassiums yeah. and all the bits, yeah. So yeah. banana in the morning is fine, but if you were to have it before you're going to bed, well, then it's probably too heavy for your system. Right, okay. But you'll have it burnt But you have no worries time. about the sugars in it? No, no, not at all. Not in the morning. Oh. I love fruit. Fruit yeah. is really good for you, yeah. but it's just eat at the right time. Right See, time I'm always concerned. If I like something, I'm concerned. Yeah, sugar, <laughs> sugar. Yeah, but are you staying awake longer? Like, are you like even here? Like, you're you're not tired or no, you don't I, lose I concentration. It, I found it great. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I there find, you find are. A huge so difference. If it's working for you, so yeah. you're doing it. Uh, if people want to talk to you, Muriel, yes. how yes. how can they do that? Um, so call us on oh five two six one four eight double eight one. One four eight double eight one. Is yeah, it? That's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so give me that again, Muriel. Yeah, so it's O five two six one. Yeah. Four eight double eight one. Double eight one. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And Emma will have that uh, as well. Of course, we got those unkind comments again after you leaving last week. <laughs> yeah. You know about oh, if people are overweight, they need to just. Step I've back been to stopped the table. in the supermarket, Fran. God, oh I've literally, I've gotten it everywhere. Why are you doing this? Um, thought you weren't into like the other side of whatever medication, yeah. all the bits and pieces. Um, I am. Um, I suppose so emotional about this I could probably write a book on it I deal with so many people that are overweight and it's exactly the same as anorexia, mm. bulimia um, alcoholism There's And obviously an I can't see the people who are critical but I mean when you meet them are they skinny people who like have some no pe- idea Some people what? they're of a normal weight so a normal weight to me you could be a stone overweight mm. in your head everybody's completely different and I say to people your normal weight might be 12 stone for somebody else their happy weight could be 10 somebody else could be 14 Yes. but if you are grossly obese that you can't get into an airplane seat or you can't go out for a walk or there's there's issues there that it's playing with your mind that you can't play with the kids or whatever yes. like two of the girls that were in this week they have young children and it's affecting their whole life and right. they've tried everything under the sun. So the people that say it to me, they're sorry they've actually, they actually stop and say it to me because they're not dealing with it. Right. So if you're not living in a bigger body, don't comment. All right, fair play. Uh, 52 614 if you yes. want to talk to Muriel or Charlotte or anybody, uh, uh, part of the team there at Marito 8020 in Clanmel. We'll take a break. 
Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery's Garage.ie. Drive.